Welcome to the Chat With Your Kids podcast. I'm Marcy. And I'm Alex. And we're here to help you tackle the biggest topics through little chats with the kids in your life. Welcome to this week's episode of Chat With Your Kid. Chat with your kid about crushes. Um, but first of all, I guess, how's your week, Alex? Any new updates? <laughs> well, I guess just an update on the skiing saga. So we went the second week in a row with our with our boys and they both went down. So the magic carpet is broken at the resort, the little like lift thing that takes us up. As it's we know. Like a small local resort. It's like it's great because it's like a more affordable way for us to teach our kids to ski, but it lacks some amenities. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that being said, I guess our boys had to hike to ski, which they did a really good job with. They didn't complain. They walked up this I mean, for their size, it was a huge hill. Yeah. And we did two runs that way and they both did really well. Yeah. It it kind of made my mama heart happy because I grew up a big skier. And like when I was in high school, me and my friends were big into like hiking to get the best powder. And it felt, um, it felt really good. Yeah. It was fun to just share that experience with our kids in kind of nostalgia anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fun. So it was a good chat with your kids moment. I got to tell them about when I was younger. And I think those are always fun. I don't know. Our kids love when we tell them about our experiences when we were kids. Like, yeah, it's like hard to grasp. I think I'm pretty sure our oldest thinks that like growth happens Benjamin Button style. (laughs) Like he always tells us like, oh yeah. So when you grow into be a baby and like, I don't know, I think he's still working that out, but (laughs) He does say that a lot though. Yeah. He like tells us he's going to take care of us when we're babies. So maybe, I mean, it's an ongoing conversation. (laughs) Anyways, back to the topic of the week, chat with your kids about crushes. Um, This is kind of a fun topic, but I think it's also really important. And especially I think for that relationship aspect of chat with your kids model, this is Definitely a conversation that needs to happen in the context of a trusting relationship. Our first reflection question is kind of a fun one. I think especially if you do listen to the podcast with like a partner or a friend, I think we had a lot of fun just like talking about our answers to this question. So it's, do you remember your first crush and what was that experience like? Alex? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was telling, I was telling you earlier about my first kiss. My first, like, I don't know, if you can call it a real kiss, but um, I was five. Me and this girl, who's also five, we kissed. Uh, I think we both thought it was weird after, but that wasn't really a crush, though. I think the first crush that I had was probably like first or second grade. I can't really remember, but it there were. I just remember like there was all this like excitement at like chasing each other around outside. Like that was the fun thing to do. Um, And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I remember, I don't know, like I can't remember the feelings before. Like I remember when I was like, even like almost like a toddler, a little girl growing up, we had a family who was like best friends 
they had a little boy my same age. And I think more than anything, there was like the pressure of like teasing from our sisters. Like they were like set up this whole wedding for us. And it's like on VHS, like we would watch it all the time growing up. And like, I remember I have those memories, but the first time I remember like kind of those like crush, like being shy or whatever, I think I was in first grade and me and my best friend both had like a crush on the same boy. And I remember like when his name came up in my house, like my sisters would tease and I would like run and hide. (laughs) So yeah, those are my, my experiences. Um, And kind of like as a follow-up to that, how were crushes handled when you were growing up? So we kind of talked about those like tiny little kid crushes, but then obviously like that's different. A five-year-old crush is different than like a middle school crush or then even like high school where it's, you know, not just crushes, like actual dating and, and real relationships, you know, not maybe the same capital R real that like a marriage relationship is like what we have now, but still like those more mature high school, you know, like later teen crushes or relationships. Yeah. yeah. More um, on the romantic committed side, I guess. Yeah. yeah so like depending on uh I guess like the, the home you grew up in, this could be different. Like maybe your parents and your family did a really good job about helping you recognize like healthy relationship development or maybe crushes were like brushed off or you were teased a lot maybe especially if you had siblings um so there's yeah there's a whole bunch of different ways that you could have experienced this and you may not remember like very specific things but you might remember like for example how you felt like if you felt embarrassed or uncomfortable or excited and I don't know you felt like you needed, or, yeah, or yeah. you felt like you needed to hide it, like you couldn't really talk about it with anyone. Um, yeah, there's like a lot of different ways that that you could have experienced this, and it could have, yeah, different ages as well could differ. Okay, and then our third reflection question is um, just thinking about your kids, you know, whatever age they are now, thinking about if they were to have a crush or if they do have a crush, what emotions would that bring up for you? And as always, we like to ask these kinds of questions uh, for like self-awareness because as we've said many times, like we we bring so much of ourselves to parenting and to our little chats with our kids. So um, the thing with our feelings is that we can often unintentionally or indirectly express them through the way that we approach things or how we say them or the kinds of language that we use or when we bring something up um, when we're you know, we may be frustrated or scared or something and uh, not want to be. So we might try to like psych ourselves out and uh, like get hyped so that we're not scared or whatever and try to approach it. Um, But if we haven't tried to cultivate an awareness of that fear beforehand, we might not really recognize like how it's going to affect us and how we're going to, how that's going to lead us to talk in certain ways about crushes with our kids so that's kind of why um, it's ever important to be in developing self-awareness about um, the feelings that come up for us in different contexts. Mm-hmm. And I think it can even, you can like open it up to that broader of just like, how do you feel about your kids 
in, yeah, that role of like a romantic relationship. I think there's like definitely common tropes that we see repeated time and time again in media of like the dad meeting his daughter's date at the door with a firearm or like, you know, just like these different, yeah, like tropes, I guess, for lack of a better word. And I think some of them, they are kind of funny or relatable. I think that like reveals this fear of like, you know, the fear of like your daughter, right? Like you want to protect her or whatever. Um, But I think that we can do better. Honestly, I think it's important that we, and I even have a hard time, like our kids are so small now and it's like hard for me to like want to think about them being in like a romantic relationship just because they're like our sweet little babies. But then also thinking like, kids grow up to be adults and I want to cultivate and teach them how to be in a healthy relationship because that's such an important part of life. Like my marriage to you, right. Is like such a huge part of my life and like the kind of relationship we have and the way that like, I mean, it's just such a big part of our kids' lives. And so it seems silly, but just the way we start handling something as small as a crush when there's, you know, a tween or younger can start to shape the way they experience romantic relationships. Yeah. I agree with that. So we'll dive in to a little bit of like information and just kind of talking about the topic of crushes and hopefully giving you some confidence to engage with this. Um, Crushes and kids, we know like kids start to develop crushes as early as like five years old. Um, Even our son who's four comes home from school pretty frequently talking about a little girl who tells him that she wants to marry him. (laughs) And it's pretty funny. He'll, he kind of gets all like, Oh, so-and-so says she wants to marry me. And then he'll, a lot of times he'll say he wants to marry like a different member of her family. Like he'll say like, I want to marry Calvin. That's like his brother. I want to marry you, mom. And I think it could be like natural or easy to like freak out and be like, no, you don't. Like, but instead, like remembering age appropriate developmentally, he's four. What he's trying to say is like, I want to be you. I want you to be a part of my life forever. I want you to be, you know, I love you. Like, I want you to be in my life forever, right? I yeah, want my well, brother his, to be in my life. His, like, uh, his concept of marriage is just basically what he's observed. And because we talk about how you and I are married. Yeah. It's like family. He pretty much just knows, like, what he sees, which is that we spend a lot of time together. You know, we love each other. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, that's kind of, that's kind of the extent of his understanding of marriage. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty common, like, even actually at the ski resort. Um, he was saying something like that and there was a dad sitting by me and he's like laughing and he's like, oh my gosh, like my son, my, he said my son's the same age. He was saying something really similar just the other week. And we just like, it was fun to like have that little moment where we're like, oh, parenting so cute. Right. And then, yeah, so it's, it's pretty common. And, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's been funny having him come home with this, you know, four years old. Right. And they're already talking about getting married. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a big thing, like it would, I think, I think a pretty common response, I'm guessing maybe you did reflect upon this. I think a 
a typical response is like teasing. And I think that a lot of times that comes from older siblings. Um, I mean, I think immediately of like the song, like, uh, so and so, so and so, sitting in a tree. Okay, I you love the music when you're a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like that's like still sing it. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that is like. I think sometimes humor is like almost a coping skill, right? And so, like, if your kid does start, you start to notice they have a crush, or you see them talking or acting, or that you know about another kid, it might be like a easy way to almost cope with it of like, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to tease them about it. Right. Um, but we want to maybe challenge that desire to tease. Yeah. And I like what you said earlier about the idea, like the principle of healthy relationships that crushes can seem like maybe, a, you know, like a small thing that kids go through and it's not, that important relative to like the rest of real life or like big kid relationships or whatever. But um, our kids feelings are really important. And like part of the reason is that our emotions are like our compass and our guide. They orient us to things that we should pay attention to in the world. And our role kind of as parents is to help cultivate in our children, like the ability to respond appropriately to things in the world. So like learning to develop um, trust in their, that emotional compass and an understanding of what those feelings mean when they come up um, is a way that we help them grow and develop into like fully functioning, well adapted, um, eventually adults. And so taking, even though it seems like kind of a small thing or, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think this, but maybe it seems like childish um, sometimes, um, taking these things seriously enough can help our kids like develop confidence in their emotional compass, um, like reduce shame by not making them feel like silly about it or embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I feel like that's an important part of like not hindering the chat with your kids model, right? Like if we do tease, there is going to be those feelings of like embarrassment or shame. And then that kind of teaches this message of like, don't talk about this, hide this, right? Like, Um, yeah. So I think if instead we show curiosity, we keep it developmentally appropriate, we're validating towards them, then they're going to keep talking to us about crushes. And I don't know about you, but like, that's something I really do want my kids to talk to me about, right? Because crushes turn into relationships and like, there's just so much there that I'm like, no, I don't want to shut that down. Like, I don't want to create any feelings of like shame or embarrassment because I really, I that that is valuable to have your kids feel like they can talk to you about relationships. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's this concept in psychology, it's called an internal working model. And what it is, is that through our interactions with people, mostly we develop uh, um, in our minds kind of like models of how we should expect things to play out. Like it really simplifies our, cause there's so many things like if you imagine just walking around taking in all this information. Um, there's more going on around us than we can ever pay attention to and internal working models help us just kind of like predict things based on like, uh, like an assumption. And it's really helpful. Actually, it's not a bad thing. 
but it can become problematic if we're um, looking out for things like if we're trying to if if we start identifying patterns too early or our assumptions are wrong and so I think the way that we talk about kids about relationships is one of the ways that this can be helpful but also could go wrong if we um, are like teasing if we're like teasing kids about relationships and like sing like the K-I-S-S-I-N-G song or whatever like for a little kid like we don't need to start sexualizing relationships right out of the gate um, and make them more serious like even if it's not sexualized just make them more serious than they really are and so um, coming into these relationships with kids talking to them about these things starts to develop kind of an internal working model that like, these are the kinds of things you should be paying attention to. It should be very serious, lots of important feelings, like should be thinking about marriage. Um, Even if it's in a joking, lighthearted way, that seems really benign on the part of the adult. Um, Like it can, it can skew the perception of the child um, in a way that's not really necessary or helpful for them. I like that. And so, yeah, I feel like it's like, if you're talking to like a little kid who has like a crush, right. Um, Yeah. You don't want to immediately tease them about like kissing or whatever, because then that's going to teach them to focus on the physical aspects in a relationship that that's not really matters. So maybe what you could say instead is something like, oh, it sounds like you have a lot of fun playing with so-and-so, right. It sounds like you really enjoy being together, spending time with them or that you'd like to spend more time with them. They're, they're a fun person to be around. Right as they get maybe a little older, like tweens, you can maybe go a little bit more. But again, I would focus on that like person or healthy relationship aspect of like, oh, what do you and so-and-so like to talk about? You know, what is it that you like to do together? Again, focusing more on like the person and the relationship aspect. And then with like teenagers, then, you know, yeah, you can go a little further. Like, oh, it sounds like you really like him. Like, do you think you'd want to ask him on a date or like, you know, you can be a little more advanced in it, but again, like more serious trusting and focused on that relationship relationship aspect, you know, um, than just like, yeah, teasing. I'm kind of hearing in what you're saying too, maybe this is a reflection question that we should have put in there, but that um, kind of like what, are the different kinds of relationships that matter in your life, right? Because if we think, if we reflect on like what kinds of relationships are important to me and then start to think about what do those relationships entail? Like, what are they like? What do I like about them? Um, Like with friendships, colleagues, family, romantic partnerships, whatever, there's like all different kinds of relationships. And like, but if we could think about what are, what are the things that I really value about those different kinds of relationships that could help tune us into things to like talk about with our kids. You know, I like, like that. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that is like a good thing to think about of just like, what do you value in a relationship and how can you teach your kids? Cause I think, I think too, like, I remember when I placed myself in my like middle school, high school self, even like a romantic relationship was almost like a form of like social currency, totally. right? Like yeah. that was the valuable thing was like having a boyfriend it just it meant you were cool Mm -hmm. like you were valuable or desirable it was kind of like yeah status symbol um and 
man, that's kind of messed up, right? Like, that's like, I don't want that to be, I feel like that is like a view that is kind of picked up and taught as kids go through like puberty, the school system, like whatever, you know? There's a lot of forces at play, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I mean, every teen movie literally ever, like, (laughs) just like you watch the popular movies that we grew up with, right? Like those messages are there. And I think- I mean, I think that's a good talking about conversation starters, like watching those like teen movies. And obviously those themes are pretty heavy. Could be a really good way to like start that conversation and maybe say like, oh, like, I don't know, even just like, I think naming it, like having someone to kind of name it with like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, why is it socially important to be in a relationship or, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. Is that is that fair to the person you're relation relationship with? Or, you know, I think so I really I don't know. I really like that of just if we can start helping our kids learn some of those valuable parts of a relationship. Yeah. This is a total aside, it's just an opinion, but um I've appreciated in recent years, maybe like the past five or ten years, um, kids' movies focusing less and less on romantic relationships and like the fairy tale like princess prince charming style kind of mm-hmm. like outcome in a movie or like plot line and more focus on like sibling relationships or friendships or community or other things that um are i don't know a little more developmentally appropriate totally. relevant for kids that age yeah I, that's true i like that too yeah so i think what we can do like is instead of teasing or, you know, whatever is one, we can believe them. I think that's important. It's like understanding that the, the feelings they're having at whatever level or age they're at are real. Like, um, I think it's tempting to want to say, or kind of have this like attitude of like, Oh, like one day, like, like you're just so young. You don't, really understand what love is or you know when I was your age I thought I had it all figured out but to be honest comments like these are just not helpful for kids like it's they just don't want to hear from an adult that what they're feeling isn't real it's like very invalidating again it kind of shuts down that conversation because at the level they're at that feeling is real like Alex and I I think both had you know, boyfriend, girlfriend in high school. And now that we're like, you know, eight years married, I can look back and it's laughable. Right. But at the time, like that was love. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, my experience and view and definition of love has changed so much, but like, Oh, my 16 year old self, like that's, that's what it was. Right. And so it's, it would have been really invalidating if somebody told me like, no, you're wrong. You know what I mean? So something really important about to understand about um, younger kids, especially we were talking about how crushes develop around or start can start developing around age five, um, maybe a little bit older, but at that time of development, children are starting to experiment with social roles. So they'll start doing things like, um, it's kind of like playing house, you know, like um, our our son will often go off to another room and he's like creating some craft or working on some project. And if I ask what he's doing, he'll say, I'm working, dad. 
And he always talks about his clients. He has so many clients because he hears us like talking about our clients. It's like his favorite thing. Or he'll like take a phone call. He like uses his magnet tiles as like a flip phone, which is so funny. I like don't even think he's ever had exposure to a flip phone, but (laughs) he does use it all the time as a flip phone. And he's like, oh, uh, sorry, I need to take this. My client is calling. (laughs) Yeah, he um, but yeah, in, in a very similar way, kids can experiment with. I guess crushes like some of their crush feelings or they're relating to other kids um in that way can be part of taking on social roles and trying to understand um and really like develop start practicing the skills um for having healthy relationships in the future so even even though there's like a small seemingly silly thing like they're they're really like trying that hat on and um practicing for like later stages in their life which is why it's really important for us in that in that critical juncture to approach it in a way that fosters like, well, it doesn't cultivate shame and that fosters like confidence and self-awareness in our kids, you know, mm-hmm. curiosity and interest. Yeah. So I think like a good rule of thumb is when you hear your kid talk about a crush or you start to see these like little romances bloom I think a really good lens to view that from is like this relationship this crush will not last forever but their experience this is a learning experience and the experience will remain with them their experience will remain with them and will shape the way they engage in further relationships or you know view romantic relationships as they develop And so it is a really good opportunity to teach them and to help them. And so maybe just kind of that lens of like, okay, you know, my seven-year-old has a crush and, you know, it keeps coming up or, you know, whatever they, you know, maybe they brought home like a special Valentine from someone at school, whatever, you know, whatever the situation you can just think like, how can I use this situation to teach them? X, Y, or Z value about relationships that I want my child to have, you know, um, whether that's, yeah, really focusing on the person, communication, setting boundaries, consent, like there's so many important aspects in relationships. And so you might just want to think about how can I use this little crush to help them be in a healthy relationship later on in life? Yeah. So with that, we kind of want to move into conversation starters. We kind of have a little bit more today than than usual on the conversation starters. So here are some ideas to kind of help your child focus on the person more than the situation. And this can be, again, a good way to kind of like shape that view of romantic relationships. So if your child is talking about a crush or, you know, maybe they're, they're like dating someone. I think when we, I'm curious about the phrase you guys used. I, when I was in like middle school, it was like going out. Yeah. Was that okay? Yeah. Similarly. Um, let us know if it's changed though. Yeah, that's true. It probably isn't going out anymore. I'm curious. Yeah. What the kids, what do the kids do these days (laughs) when they, they pair off? Um, so you might just show curiosity, you know, like, tell me about this person or 
What do you and this person like to talk about? Um, what do you and this person like about each other? How do you uh, feel when you're with them? Yeah, I love that. So these are all just like some good examples. And it, it's a better way of like modeling a healthier view of relationship, um, teaching them to focus more on the person, those aspects of the relationship. And it can also help your child to seek out a healthier relationship, right? Kind of, We were talking earlier about how like dating, going out, relationships are sometimes seen as like a view of like social currency. So by focusing more on like the quality of the relationship and what they get out of it and what they like about this person, I think again, we're just helping them develop a healthier view, healthier view of a relationship Mm -hmm. and just like seeing the meaning in it more than just the purpose of like, Oh, just to have a boyfriend or girlfriend to be cool, you know? Yeah. And like we were talking earlier about just that there's so many other things that will be impacting how they view relationships already. And it may be that they still, even with our best efforts and if we help them in this way, they still may go through a phase where it's just cool to have a partner, you know, Mm -hmm. it's pretty developmentally appropriate. Like, yeah, but at least they'll have some additional tools in their toolbox to think about and reflect on their relationship and maybe avoid at least like the worst of situations, you know, like abusive relationships or neglectful ones or ones that are, you know, strictly superficial or. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And or also even like being on the either receiving end or being like kind of, you know, maybe just being in a relationship kind of, I guess like for lack of a better word, kind of like objectified objectifying or using someone right that like they don't really care for this person but they like the idea of having a boyfriend or girlfriend you know um so yeah i think that's super important another conversation question is really kind of just asking them like what does it mean to have a crush or what does it mean to have a boyfriend or girlfriend because chances are (laughs) their idea or view of that is different than your idea or view of that, especially with little kids, right? For like, sure with little kids, absolutely. And probably with teenagers too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, what does going out mean? Or like, you know, you could even say, well, when I was in middle school, kids would like go out. And what that kind of meant was they like paired off, right? That you liked each other. Is there something like that? Like, what is it? Like, do kids do that at your school? What do they call it? Or you know what I mean? Something mm-hmm. like that. And just... Even asking, like, why do kids like to go out or, you know, just being, I think that kind of question just will teach you a lot of, like, maybe you're panicking because your kid has a boyfriend. And then the more you learn about what it means, you're like, oh, you sit by each other at lunch. (laughs) Cool. You share crayons with each other. Awesome. That's what it means to have a boyfriend. Okay. (laughs) You know. Yeah. And I think the way you're raising those questions it's from a stance of like curiosity like I would call it benign curiosity so it seems to be like the right approach seems to be like um to ask out of genuine trying to genuinely trying to understand like what your kid is experiencing and not like curiosity so that you can get your word in later or you know Mm -hmm. like morbid curiosity or something else like it's not just curiosity for curiosity's sake it's like really wanting to understand like how are you seeing this um because that understanding can help you know 
like how to support your kid or um yeah like how much to be involved And I also think like on that note, it's important that as you ask these questions, kind of respecting and understanding that like sometimes your kids just aren't going to want to talk to you about this Yeah. having the confidence in your relationship with your kid that like they might not want to talk to you in depth about their crush and that might be part of just honoring and giving them that trusting relationship. Obviously if there's like safety concerns, you know, that's a different story, but they might just not want to talk in detail about their crush and,
like awareness of like how it is we're approaching the other person and respect for them as well as our own mm-hmm. like interests and motivations and yeah I think again like going back to how we were saying like while these crushes seem like insignificant and like obviously you know the fourth grade crush is 99% of the time not the person they're gonna marry right <laughs> but it is a good teaching opportunity. And I think these are really good moments to teach those early principles of like healthy boundaries or consent, Consent, right? Like as you, you know, ask like, well, what do you want to do about the crush? Maybe your kid is like, well, nothing. Like I just have a crush and that's good to know. Or maybe your kid is like, well, I'm going to kiss her. Right. And you're, that's a really good opportunity to say like, Oh, okay. Well, does she want to kiss you back? Like, how do you know that someone wants to kiss you? What's a respectful way to like go about that? You know what I mean? Um, and again, yeah, like maybe you're, you know, they say, Oh, I want to kiss her. And your instinct might be like, no, don't do that. Right. But instead we can like, I mean, what a great conversation starter to like dig in and say, okay, like, yeah, like, let's talk about that. How do you know someone wants you to kiss them? Well, asking is a great way, you know, um, and then just kind of like helping them navigate and and work through that without shame, right? And so that crush is not going to last forever, but that lesson about setting a boundary, right? If somebody has a crush on them, your kid doesn't like them, they're feeling uncomfortable, you can give them a script and you can practice with them of like what to say to set a boundary, you know, to protect themselves, right, from an uncomfortable situation. So these can be really good conversation starters and I think a little scary as a parent, you know, but I'm like so much easier to have this conversation with like a, you know, 12 year old crush than you know, what could be some real heartbreak or pain later on if they don't learn these lessons or figure these things out. And like everything else, kids need to learn, like we need to learn boundaries and consent and just all those social nuances in relationships. Um, And so we can set a good foundation by starting the conversation. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us this week um, on Chat With Your Kids about crushes. Um, We appreciate your following us and listening. And if you haven't checked out our Instagram recently, we're starting a new Sunday tradition, which is to share just Chat With Your Kids successes. Yeah. So please share them with us. We'd love, you know, if you know us, give us a call and tell us. Or send us a DM. You can email us. Um, we'd love to hear your chat with your kids' experiences. And, you know, if you're willing, we can share those experiences with other parents. I think it's so good to just kind of like see a small example of what a chat looks like and yeah. how it feels to face one of these big, difficult topics. And, um, yeah, just kind of demystify, <laughs> you know? So we love hearing. And I, what really started it is we have had friends starting to tell us oh I have to tell you about my chat with your kids experience and it's so fun to hear them so we'd love to hear those um as always please leave reviews if you like the podcast please share the podcast either on social media share it with a friend share it with your crush (laughs) um we love like word of mouth 
I think that's just like a great way to grow the podcast and we love showing up and creating this podcast and we just want it to reach as many people as possible. So until next time, enjoy chatting with your kids.